0: You're listening to the Be Chic University podcast, and I am your host, Brittany Ball. On this show, we discuss all things millennial, but some of my favorite topics are money advice, career moves, productivity hacks, and managing a side hustle from five to nine when you have a nine to five. Catch these golden nuggets on the Be Chic University podcast as we dig into the millennial lifestyle with a hint of professional chic advice from yours truly. Tune in weekly for fresh content and check out my blog 24 7 for even more at org. Now, let's get into the episode. What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode with your girl Brittany at the BeChic. As we get closer to the holidays, I actually start to think heavily about preparing for the new year. Although there are still lots of things to do for Thanksgiving and Christmas. I at least mentally prepare for New Year goal setting. So I thought I'd share with you my step-by-step process in preparing my finances for 2021. Keep spreading the love too. Subscribe to the podcast, submit a review, and share this episode if you like it. And last thing before getting into this week's content is a quick life update. So although we are still loving our new home, it is definitely teaching us a lot about repairs, maintenance, Prioritizing decor projects with essential items we need and a million other things. Let me know if you're interested in learning more about that, and I will do a life update episode for the podcast talking all about the new home. Drop me a DM on Instagram with your vote. I also get pretty technical and detailed with my process in today's episode, so I have a notebook and pen ready to take notes. This week's content also has some bonuses on the blog, so check out those extra tips exclusively on my blog at bcq.org/prepping-finances-2021 after listening here. So a little background into today's episode: if you've been riding with me since 2018 and even before then on the blog, you know that I love budgeting so much so that I created a budgeting course and workbook explaining my process for those who need a little help in starting their budgeting journey. If you're interested, check out the links in my show notes to those things. But essentially, I've been using Google Sheets for years, tweaking over time the way I keep things organized as my needs, goals, and banking methods have changed. My particular budgeting system has helped us pay for our wedding, save up for our home down payment and more financial goals. Also, before we get into this, note that Nick and I manage most of our money separately and commingle funds that go towards shared expenses and shared savings goals. So that's why I have so much freedom to make these adjustments and meticulously adjust my budget over time. I like using what I call a zero based budgeting system, which basically accounts for every dollar of income within my budget categories. Now, this does not mean that I'm super strict on myself and lack the ability to splurge on things I want. I just simply make sure that all the necessities are covered first and then extra money is divvied up between fun budget categories like pampering, clothes shopping, hobbies, and the like. No dollar is left unaccounted for, but that doesn't mean it isn't fun. Obviously, the nuances of the budgeting goes deeper than that, and I change up what I do each year based on my current goals. So today, we'll dive into that process, the workflow, so to speak, to give you an idea of what you can do starting next year with your finances. make sure to get a gauge of some overarching financial goals and benchmarks before I make changes to my budget. As I mentioned before, I use Google Sheets, but I only manage one year at a time per sheet. So each year, I'm making changes to the template based on my goals and benchmarks. The first benchmark is my credit score. I'm always tracking my credit score, whether it's just the Vantage score, which is somewhat limited, or my actual FICO score, that gives the most accurate snapshot as far as determining how bad the score can be at least. Related but separate, I also take a look at my total outstanding debt and what I can focus on this year to put myself in a better position moving forward. These items drive a lot of my decisions in my goal setting because it's kind of a necessary evil to tackle before I entertain anything more exciting. The questions I ask myself include... What could I do if I paid this off? Do I have the ability to pay this off within the upcoming year? And how much extra money can I put towards payments and how long will it take for me to pay off? I end up taking a similar approach with my savings goals as well. And also large ticket purchases, but in the reverse. Thinking of my savings and large purchases as investments helped me better decide what to actually include include in this category. For example, I made a 2019 and 2020 goal to save up for my real estate business, knowing that startup fees and education will cost me more than what I could easily put aside in one check. I also include other things that I think will be a great investment personally and for my side business, such as purchasing an iPad Pro, which is actually one of my 2021 goals, And bigger investments like our home down payment that was a 2019-2020 goal of ours. Speaking of investments, my savings and retirement investments are important to me as well. And it's always within my annual goals in some form or fashion. In the last few years, I've been focusing on my consistency and comfortability in increasing my contributions to both. Especially since graduating from graduate school in 2017 and finally diving into the workforce full time, I started to get serious about having a savings reserve that I aim to not use at all, an emergency fund, and maintaining consistent 401k contributions. This past year, I made it a goal to always keep my emergency fund at $1,000. Even when I had to dip into an actual emergency. I wanted 1000 to always be in my account. That gave me peace of mind for the unexpected. And who knew 2020 was going to be as unexpected as it was. But it also took a while for me to even get to that point. So I encourage you to find what that easily achievable number is for you to start off in your reserve and then get that stashed before any other savings goes. So in 2019, I started following a 26 week savings challenge and then added that to my regular contributions to grow my reserve even faster. This year, I will evaluate my success with that current plan, which is pretty good and off the top of my head, and then I'll possibly tweak it a bit. So I'm keeping my savings goals fresh and growing. I found that gamifying, which is basically making a fun challenge out of my consistent savings, got me to stick to my plans. So I suggest for you as well to find ways to increase your savings each year while having fun doing it. Same goes for investments. I love checking in to see how much my funds are growing from steady contributions And then also the projections on where I'll be in 10, 20, 30, and even 40 years if I keep it up. The last overarching goal is to control my spending habits so that I can still enjoy myself, but also keep any overspending in check. Especially at times when I have a pay increase that I know about, I'll treat myself to an increased spending allowance and maintain whatever that new amount is throughout the year for consistency. So those are all my overarching goals that kind of inform my decisions. Checking my benchmarks through my credit scores, tackling my debt, but also contributing to my savings and investments, including savings for large ticket items. And then lastly, looking at my spending and making sure that it is in a comfortable range that I can sustain throughout the year. So with those new goals set and adjusted a little bit, I will then update my budget template to reflect those changes and log some of the money decisions I need to make each paycheck to reach those overall goals for the year. So this section will walk through my actual spreadsheet setup. So this is where you'll want to take those notes or head over to my website, bcq.org, and go to the store to get a template for yourself. From there, you can customize it, or use it as is, but it'll help you follow what I'm talking through today. So the first sheet within my Google Sheet is a high-level view of each month's expenses. I'll list my income across the top row, and that's for each month, and then I'll list all the expenses below that that I expect to have for each month. Obviously, most of these are repeating because they're bills. I'll then add up all the expenses for each month. And at the bottom, compare my income to my total expenses. This ends up giving me an idea of whether I'm spending more than what I'm making or if I'm doing just right by spending the exact same amount or less. Like I said, that's just an overview sheet. But then the following tabs are for all 26 paychecks I get biweekly throughout the year. Every pay period, I list out who to pay within the 14-day time span in the amount. I love organizing my paycheck this way in my budget because the monthly view is not realistic based on my pay schedule and I can easily work in short-term actionable steps towards my goals such as an extra debt payment, extra savings, and even money to set aside for those large financial goals on items or experiences. Somewhat of a bonus tab that I just tracked for fun and a separate record from my bank is a savings tracker by goal and not just the total amount saved. I also have a debt payment tracker, which is somewhat derived from a really cool free tool that if you plan on paying something off quickly or want to see how much interest you'll pay, you can find this in the show notes as well. Um, and then also a credit score tracker that I personally just use to compare my scores, not only between the three bureaus, but also the various versions of the score and how they fluctuate over time. So that refers to the scores that I mentioned earlier, such as the FICO, the Vantage, and then there's like different FICOs with numbers that different industries use to look up your credit worthiness. But lastly, I like to keep a log or tracker of all my bills And the company information, such as the company's name, the average amount I pay, the due date, and then my typical payment method. And this just helps me make sure that no bills slip through the cracks since I base my payment schedule on my payday and not the due date of each bill. So that was a lot of information and detail, but I love to share details about my budgeting system because it ends up helping people who need to create a budget or sparks ideas for customizing their own for those who already have one. But that's not where my work ends. Next are the finishing touches to any updates I need to make for the new year. Some of these things do happen throughout the year, but I tend to streamline my budgeting process in January, such as moving all my payments to a particular account, or cutting expenses to save money. And those are actually my main tasks. I update my payment information, add new accounts to auto pay, or transfer payments to a whole different account. And again, some subscriptions are cut off in total if I find that they haven't been all that useful. I also love to spend this time to determine annual discretionary spending so that I'm ahead year round on those out of the ordinary budget items. That includes birthdays, now cross-country trips back home for the holidays, random gifts, annual renewals such as my car registration and now real estate license, and other things similar to that with predictable timelines. Once all of these things I've talked about are taken into account, I finally crunch the numbers in my spreadsheet and make slight adjustments until I feel like each month's estimated budget is where I want it to be. Of course, this changes even more so throughout the year, but I find having a baseline plan to begin with makes all the difference in the world when practicing self-discipline and thinking about the long-term success with my financial goals. So that is the end of it, you guys. I do have a few more extra steps I take to make my budget all the more productive and sustainable throughout the year, but you'll have to go to my blog to read it. You can find the full transcript of this show and my extra tips at BeChicU.org prepping dash finances dash 2021. As always, it's been great sharing my thought process and workflow with you on another BeChic topic. I'll be back next week with this heat. But until then, subscribe, review and share the podcast with someone you know.